fellow humans. How are you today? I hope you're feeling fit. And if you're not, then this is the podcast episode for you to listen to. This is Janine Strong, and you're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine. Today, I am going to have a conversation with Bryce Henson. He is the CEO of Fit Body Boot Camp. Don't get scared. <laughs> it is the world's fastest growing fitness boot camp franchise. Bryce has nearly 15 years experience in the fitness industry and his passion is spreading fitness to the world. He also mentors fitness professionals on how to grow their businesses so they can change more lives in their local communities. He's committed to inspiring and educating audiences on how to improve their lives by improving their fitness. And I thought this is a perfect time for this because of the COVID or Rona, as my family likes to call it. You know, people have, haven't had the opportunity to get as much exercise as they normally do. Now, through Fit Body Boot Camp's Worldwide Transformation Challenges, Bryce has overseen global clients lose a combination of nearly a million pounds of weight loss. Kind of hard to even imagine. More importantly, they are helping offset the obesity pandemic and provide more health and life to his following. Bryce enjoys world travel and is a fitness expert, coach, author, and inspirational leader. And he also speaks two or three languages, I believe. Hi, Bryce. How are you? Janine, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on and appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, we haven't really covered fitness in the podcast in the, well, let's see how I've been doing this for seven years. So um, we've covered a lot of other health issues, of course, but not really fitness. So I think this is going to be fun and um, a good eye opener for people. So I like to start with, um, if you'd like to speak a little bit to your background, how you got interested in creating this fit body boot camp. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'd happy to dive in and give you the origin story. And interestingly enough, we were chatting offline. We're both from the Midwest. Actually, yes. we grew up about an hour from each other in the state of Michigan. And um, my first 10 years were actually in the Southeast, but my mom's from Detroit. And uh, through a very, I guess, uh, tragic situation and initially, but it turned out to be a blessing in disguise, uh, my parents split and uh, we shot up to the state of Michigan for the better part of 10 years. And uh, for first world standards, uh, my family grew up very humble beginnings. We used to run out of money before we used to run out of month. Uh, mm. So which meant uh, fast food and specifically Taco Bell was the staple of our diets from oh. a cost perspective. Mm -hmm. um, also, Michigan is an amazing place. It's salt of the earth people. But I think mm -hmm. we both know, Janine, not the fitness capital of the world. So from a cultural <laughs> yes. perspective and a financial perspective, fitness wasn't really the, the, the focus for a period of about 10 years. Mm -hmm. But then I graduated from Michigan State and I got an internship in Los Angeles, California, the palm trees, the blue skies, the mm. beaches, also the plastic capital of the world, which is very challenging being if you're 21 and you move out there without a lot of self-esteem and confidence and energy, vibrancy, or a lot of professional skills to offer the world. So while I was excited to be in LA uh, when I first landed, which ended up turning uh, the internship turned into a full-time gig, which landed me out in California long-term, um, I was also very insecure. Cure. And I certainly didn't have the energy, the vibrancy, the confidence I do now. And really, Janine, if you break it down, I just didn't have fitness in my life. Um, so I lived that way for a couple of years, um, more dark days than good. And then a fortuitous mm -hmm. situation happened. A good friend of mine from college that was my first fitness mentor um, moved out and we decided to live together. And if you can believe it took me a few months to finally muster up enough courage to say, hey, Adam, 
can you show me a little bit about this fitness thing? Because Adam was not on the cover of men's health, but he could have been <laughs> abs, the glistening muscles, the confidence, all the girls loved him. I certainly looked up to that. Um, so finally he decided to take me under his wing, but he asked for my 12 week commitment. Cause he said, Bryce, you saw how many guys and friends asked me how to be fit at college and how many stuck with it virtually zero. So zero, if we're going to do yeah. this, uh, we're going to do it. And I want you to lift what I want you to lift, eat what I want you to eat. And I want you to commit to it. And after the 12 weeks or three wow. months, if you decide, Hey, this is not for you all good, but at least you gave it a, a valiant effort and good Janine, for him. Good for yeah. him really, because yeah, that's true. It, you know, and, and just from his perspective too, I imagine he doesn't want to waste his time. Uh, before you go on, I was just curious, what did you major in in college? Interestingly enough, I majored in advertising, which was kind of a, uh -huh. a, a okay. long-winded, um, nothing to do with fitness. Actually, I right. first, thought, <laughs> first thought I wanted to be a pharmacist because one of my mom's best friend's husband was a major uh, pharmacist um, over a really, really big brand in the States. And mm -hmm. I was attracted. I always want to be a successful guy. And I thought, okay, that could be interesting. But I took my first year of chemistry and biology. And I will have you note, I did pass. Um, but I realized really quickly that that wasn't my uh, forte. And I was always attracted to business. So really advertising and marketing made a lot of sense. And that's that's why I think from the, bi the business aspect of fitness really impacted me because while I had that um, emotional tr uh, transformational experience from a fitness perspective. In the back of my mind, I always, you know, had a business savviness. And I think mm -hmm. that's really what combined the two mm -hmm. playing off my, you know, um, education in college. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. So I guess uh, kind of finishing off the origin story, if you will, after Adam um, made me commit to him for a solid 12 weeks, he took me under his wing and really fast forward, it ended up being about a two-year journey, but a really hyper-focused six-month six month journey where he introduced me to lifting weights and circuit training mm. and clean nutrition. But most importantly, he introduced me to coaching and accountability because I would love to look you and your audience in the eye and say, you know what, Janine, I got this. I would have done fine by myself, but I cannot say that to be right. true. Yep. And it was that coaching, that mentorship, because let's face it, you know, when you start something new, whether it's fitness or business or life, um, it's challenging at first. There's a learning curve. And uh, for your audience who knows who's basically joined a fitness program before the first few weeks, you know, you're nervous or well, yes, you're nervous, but you're also sore and tired and miserable and your body's aching. Uh, so I was able to kind of stick with it and really fast forward to a um like I said, we worked out together for about two years, but really over a six month period, um, just tr tr rapidly transform uh, transform my body, my physique. In fact, I dropped 20 pounds of body fat. I put 20 pounds mm. of lean muscle. Interestingly enough, Janine, everyone's focused on the scale these days, but I, my, the scale mm. actually didn't move. I, I weighed the same starting and ending. I right. just absolutely tr uh, changed my body composition, which I think is a really important, um, you know, perspective to note. So that all said to put a bow on this, that was my, <laughs> I guess, entry into, um, you know, having my own transformation and really after going through that experience, um, it wasn't until one, one day someone walked up to me at the gym, introduced himself to me and said, you know what, I've been watching you work out. I see how you train. Can you give me some coaching? I'd love to learn from you. And that was really when the light bulb went on. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. A fitness gate, you know, had this much impact on me, I can give this that gift. And that was really the launching point of my career in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's pretty neat. And, and I can attest to the fact that it, it, well, for example, I, I love Pilates. I have a uh, reformer in my house and I haven't used it for a while. <laughs> and when I had a, a coach and I did Pilates twice a week, I stayed in shape and, you know, I had someone to answer to. So I, I did it consistently for eight years, but now oh. that I'm on my own, you know, I'm not, not quite so consistent. <laughs> 
Well, it's that coaching and accountability yeah. for a very fitness and very positive mindset person like you. We all need, you know, we all have blind spots. We all need that coaching and accountability to, to get us through, especially those challenging times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even if it's just an accountability friend or someone, you know, a a coach would have obviously be the best. But if you're somewhere where maybe that isn't possible, just having um, someone where you make an accountability pact where you're accountable to them to do what you say you're going to do. I think that's really important. It is, especially because human nature, we're very social (laughs) tribal beings and many times we can disappoint ourselves, but we have a hard time disappointing others. So uh, if you can get a, a friend, an accountability buddy, that's the good start. And of course, if you want to take it a step further and actually pay for that accountability, um, mm-hmm. that will definitely help you. But either way, having that social you know, pressure and that you know, someone to connect with and really be accountable to will definitely help you in that uh, direction. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that even like you just said, if you're going to paying for that accountability is even better because you're, there's something about, I used to try to do things for free a lot. And I found people didn't value it as much as, cause I, I used to teach different things. They didn't value it as much as when I charged for it. That is so true. I try to be fair, right? But it just seemed like people we're more um, we're more apt to stick with it, to come to class, to do what was needed. Oh, hundred percent. And I use I love this tagline because it, if you're new to any coaching business or fitness industry, to your point, you know you're a giver, Janine. You want to basically help your following your audience. But to your point, many times people don't value for free. So there's a tagline expression I love when people pay. They pay attention, and that's really important from an accountability structure if you're looking to progress in any goal, whether it be you know fitness, business, or life. That's I like that. I haven't heard that before. That's really good. When people pay, they pay attention. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so how did all of this evolve into Fit Body Boot Camp? When did that start? Yeah, great question. So I'm the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp as of 2021. Um, okay. I'm not the founder. He's a oh, dear okay. friend of mine, a mentor and a business partner of mine. Um, but to kind of pick up where that uh, my story, my transformation story you know, mm-hmm. left off, once I had that experience, that light bulb moment that, oh, wow, my identity could change. I could actually help other people with fitness. Um, I did the most logical thing I possibly could do. And I reached out to the gold standard in certified personal training, which is the National Academy of Sports Medicine. As it turns out, uh, NASM for short is a uh, is our partner here at Fit Body Bootcamp, and I went through the uh, certification process, learned about you know movement and kinesiology and all that, mm-hmm. and I got certified. And I started training some clients on the nights and weekends, and I think at that point I updated my Facebook profile to Certified Personal Trainer, and then I started receiving ads from this gentleman who is the founder of Fit Body Bootcamp. Like I said, is a dear friend, a, a partner of mine, and a mentor of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his name Bedros Koulian. And Bedros was talking about how to launch a fitness business, how to grow a fitness business, how to get your clients better results to become more profitable. And I was certainly interested. So I paid attention um, for the better part of a couple of years. And interestingly enough, I know we were talking offline, you moved abroad for a little bit. I did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and right around this time, I moved to South America for a couple of years and mm-hmm. had an amazing life experience, met my wife. And mm-hmm. I followed along to Bedros's emails uh, during that period. And this is back in 2010, 2012. And okay. 
right at the point when I knew I was coming back to California, I started paying attention a little bit more closely to the emails about this Fit Body Bootcamp concept that was a licensee program at the time, mm -hmm. but that Bedros and his team was franchising. And I thought, you know what, that's really interesting. So I leaned in, I talked to, I think there was probably only 10 or other 10 or 15 other owners in the brand at that time. And I did my as much diligence as I possibly could. And then the summer of 2012, when I returned to California, I put my life savings in this endeavor and I decided to open up my first Fit Body Bootcamp location um, as an owner and, of course, as a head coach as well. And uh, we opened in a city called Yorba Linda, which is this little neighborhood or little city in Orange County, California, next to Disneyland. And that was in 2012. And I was so excited, so scared and nervous all at the same time, but really... <laughs> Realizing that dream um, is the first uh, entrepreneur and it was exciting. It was a thrilling, uh, but we got the doors open and over the following five years um, ended up having a lot of success, brought my family on board, on board my wife, my sister, my uh, brother, and my mom all oh, nice. make it a family affair. Uh -huh. And uh, we ended up scaling to about a handful of locations and had a lot of success. Also had a lot of failures and trials and tribulations. Cause I, you know, when I tell the story, I'm really kind of sh showing the highlight, but of course, any business owner, entrepreneur, or anyone who's done anything challenging um, that you're listening to this, you know, the trials and tribulations and certainly had a lot of that as well, but really to kind of um, put a bow on how I became the CEO um, in 2018, after you know a lot of success, many locations, uh, the the founder Bedros reached out to me as our brand was really starting a hockey stick at the time uh, in terms mm -hmm. of explosive growth, and mm -hmm. he wanted a leader that had institutional knowledge, that had owner presence, that could help lead and drive change in the brand. And I got the call, and I uh, did a lot of diligence in the process, but ultimately I accepted the vice president role in 2018. And really, um, despite COVID, and it has have ended up um, stacking the team with an incredible amount of owner presence, knowledge in the brand, uh, built an incredible leadership team, built a coaching and profitability team made up of our most successful owners that now are our franchise business coaches. And uh, despite COVID, have had an incredible run and uh, so much so that the founder, uh, Bedros, who at this period of time, his, his empire has really grown, knew that he wanted to pass the torch to me and I got the call to become the CEO in 2021. And really that's kind of how the story of a kid from the Midwest, Taco <laughs> Bell, staple of his diet, fast food, literally, um, you know, day in and day out became a fitness coach, a fitness transformation story, and ultimately a fitness CEO. So it's a, still a surreal experience to this day, but that's why I have so much passion and love for fitness because it's had an incredible mm -hmm. effect on my life and, and, and that for others as well. Wow. That's really inspiring, Bryce. It really is because- you know, it, things can change on a dime, right? You, you oh, yeah. just don't know. And um, you don't know what's going to come your way. I mean, when you graduated from uh, Michigan State, that's where my mom went to school too. Um, oh, look at that. Mine too. <laughs> um, we have a lot in common. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they were in the same sorority. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you wouldn't have even guessed that this was going to be your life path, I'm sure. Not a chance. So it's really, I think, I, I think it's really important to be open to what wants to come our way, right? You know, to be in the flow, what, what, what's, what's in the flow? What's, what is, what's working? What's, what's coming our way? What's, what didn't we expect instead of brushing off these things? I think oftentimes the universe gives us little nudges, puts people in our path or, or different situations in our path. And, um, you know, it's important to pay attention because, you know, you never know, maybe that's really the direction you're supposed to go in. 
I think so. And so, so true, Janine. And one of the other things too about the universe, which I'm a huge believer in this, sometimes the biggest opportunities are disguised as tragedies or challenges and anxieties. Because Mm -hmm. for me, and I give a keynote called pain, passion, purpose, Mm. why I'm so inspired about fitness. And I probably couldn't have articulated to you at the time in the the early 2000s or late 90s, but I was in pain. I didn't, you know, have confidence and energy, enthusiasm. I didn't have a a good physique. I was, you know, I candidly can't say that I was obese, but I was definitely soft around the edges. I had very little muscle mass in my body, very little, Mm -hmm. you know, confidence. I wasn't a fit guy. And that was a big pain point for a period of time. But if you can lean into the pain, when the universe delivers that to you, instead of running and hiding, but actually lean into it. Uh, that's what happened. And because of that pain, I developed passion. And really, Janine, this is a purpose of mine um, going through that process. So I think it's really important to your to your perspective of really keeping the ear out for the universe, but also understanding that when anxiety or when tragedy or when challenge comes, it actually could be a blessing in disguise if you lean into it. And I think that's a good message that has served me well and certainly can help your audience as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it just seems to be a part of the human condition too that we don't we don't do something different. We don't create change in our lives unless there's pain, unless there's some major challenge. So true. It's too bad, we, you know, it's too, <laughs> but that does seem to be the way that that most people do change. Um, okay, so all right, so we you mentioned COVID. Um, you know, how have you seen this affect? your business and people's fitness, people, you know, people's health, mental health, physical health? Yeah. Well, um, I think, you know, we're kindred spirits here, so I'll certainly mm-hmm. be respectable, but also candid as well. Um, you know, COVID Please. certainly it's, it's a real virus, right? And unfortunately it caused a lot of impact and harm in people and caused, you know, death and fatality and just very sad situation for sure. So I, I want to start there and put that on the table. Um, however, it's a virus and there's been billions of viruses since the dawn of time. And I think if I'm being very candid with you, it wasn't necessarily COVID. If you take a, a, a 30,000 foot view back, it was actually the government response around COVID that really created a lot of anxiety and pitting people against each other. And interesting. Agree. Mm-hmm. And they didn't forget about the politics, which is crazy. It's even a political issue because mm. it's really mm-hmm. a medical issue first and foremost for my lens. Right. Um, but if you look at it from a, uh, a medical issue perspective, um, the restrictions actually did the exact opposite of what should have been happened. Instead of restricting people and locking them up without vitamin D and exercise and mental clarity, Uh um, that was actually the guidance. And what needed to happen was the actual opposite. People need to regain their health, need to exercise at least three times a week. You need to increase their hydration, need to increase, you know, healthy foods, organic foods that have good nourishment and good nutrients. And really that is the the biggest defense uh, for COVID or any other uh, disease, um, you know, that, that you can come across. And I think if you look at, you know, the data and the stats, um, you know, around some of the most restricted states versus not, it, it, the data is actually showing that the restrictions did not work. But right. what's most tragic about it is the the people that were most uh, mostly impacted, either um, hospital, hospitalized or unfortunately uh, experienced death. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, over 80% of those people were obese. And I think that's a huge issue in this country and, and the conversation needs to be changed. In fact, pre-COVID, um, the data around the CDC listed 43% of the US population um, in Canada is a little bit better, uh, but are statistically obese. Now the CDC has not produced any data since then. So um, 
ultimately with mm-hmm. the restrictions and the um, challenges put on people and the stress and anxiety, uh, the problem of obesity has gotten worse and it really has compounded. I would venture to say that nearly half of the North American population either are statistically obese or overweight. And if you look at actually the real, the root cause, um, that's the root cause because when someone has excess weight uh, in statistically obese, their organs, their body has to work exponentially harder just to mm-hmm. keep that person alive. Yeah. And then when you take something like a virus like COVID-19 or any other virus or disease in that matter, when you add that on to a body that's already in your organs that are already working so much harder to keep you alive, mm-hmm. that's actually where the, the the serious complications occur. So from my lens, uh, it was very tragic, uh, certainly the disease, yes, but more so the restrictions in the protocol. Mm-hmm call put around that because mm-hmm. it really made the situation worse. And from our perspective, we really need to be changing the conversation instead of fearing and hiding. It's about no, about going out and leading a healthy life, making sure you get enough vitamin D, rest, right. hydration, and working out a few times a week. That is definitely by far going to benefit your life way more than you know staying in place or locking and hiding yourself. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And it's also my understanding that that um, of those who uh, passed away or who became really sick, their vitamin D levels were too low. Totally. Absolutely. So, you know, you're, you're sitting around and, you know, why do, why do most people overeat or eat poorly? It's stress. Stress, emotional eating. That's Mm -hmm. the, the best way they can solve that. And it comes as a serious cost. I mean, not, not only from a healthcare cost in terms of the complication with COVID and the hospitalization, the beds and all that, but, um, forget about COVID for a second, just the obesity epidemic alone, Mm -hmm. um, statistically here in the States, it's literally cost the healthcare system $200 billion with a B in order to combat. And and I shouldn't say combat, it's actually just as treat people that have obesity. Of course, that problem Mm. exponentially got worse during the COVID pandemic with the restrictions. Mm-hmm. And from an individual perspective, I've seen studies from the CDC that report, you know, the average person that is unhealthy, either overweight or obese, they can spend up to $1,500 extra uh, extra um, cost per year um, on their healthcare costs. So at the end of the day, you're going to be paying for your um, health. And no matter what, you're going to be paying for your sickness in the form of um, you haven't worked out, you haven't taken care of yourself. And unfortunately, you have a lot of hospital, uh, hospital bills or you can take the proactive approach, invest in your health, invest in your fitness, and ultimately you'd have to deal with any of the the, the conditions um, of COVID or any of the things that are going to come your way, and you can live the best version of your life. So I know I'm kind of on my preacher uh, step, if no, you will, but no. I'm just really mm-hmm. passionate about it because I mm-hmm. want to, you know, see our human human species be healthy and thrive. Right, I agree, and you know, I I follow that for myself, but also for my dog. Because I figure if I can give my dog the best food possible and as much good exercise and and play as possible, she's going to live longer and healthier and I will have way less vet bills. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So not only for for humans, but for, you know, for your pets too, I think probably didn't think it going to bring that up, but, (laughs) but I, you know, I, I, I talk about that a lot because I, I hardly ever have to take my dog to the vet or have health issues and, and. I'd say I've had a dog live to be 20. My others live to be 16. It's, it's the same for humans. It's, you know, what you put into your body, you know, we've heard this before, but a lot of people will take better care of their vehicles than they do their body. Oh my goodness. You are so right. And that is so sad, but it unfortunately can be true. And 
you know, Janine, to your point about, you know, your dogs and your animals, really, that brought up another thought to me, because you're a good parent, you're a good steward of, you know, the the, the animals, the dogs in your care. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's even worse about the data that I just showed, you know, in addition to the COVID data, um, the obesity epidemic, 20% of American um, children, children are either overweight or statistically obese. And really what's, what's happening is, People learn by monkey see, monkey do. And when a child sees their parent overeat and not care about their nutrition and not exercise, they pick up those same habits. So the biggest travesty um, of the whole COVID area and the kind of where we're at right now is not only for the adults, which is certainly a huge issue, but it's also for our youth who are watching our adults lead. They're paying attention and not adopting healthy habits that they should. Yeah. And I think when it's, I feel so bad when I see a, a whole family and everybody is very overweight, the children mm-hmm. and the parents. And, you know, I, I often think, my God, how do, how do they, I mean, maybe this is stupid, but you know, how do they bend over to tie their shoes or I, you know, how do they, how do they feel going up and down stairs? I, you know, I often wonder like, what is their life like with all of this extra weight and, and, you know, their joints, how do they, you know, how are their joints feeling? And it just makes me sad. Well, I think that's such a great point and certainly have a lot of sympathy and empathy, just like you do as well. Um, And of course there's a lot of medical and, you know, complications that come with that. But to your point, I mean, how does that make someone feel the anxiety, the stress level? It's literally like a vicious cycle because Mm -hmm. when someone's obese and they're overeating and they're not working out, they're not feeling good. Their endorphins are not firing and then they overeat and then become depressed and become anxious. And it's this cycle that just continues to repeat. So also the medical, uh, or excuse me, the mental uh, health um, conversation also needs to be changed. I mean, depression and suicide rates are some of the highest they've ever seen. This all goes back into this particular conversation. So it's not just about your body. It's about your mind. It's about your spirit um, that, you know, living a healthy and fit life can really make, make or break you. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, you know, I, this is something uh, I don't know if you want to get into or, or not, but I've, I've talked to many people over the years who lost weight and then they swore that they were eating, you know, healthy and moderately, and they would put the weight back on. And there's something, my understanding about the, the, there's like a set point that keeps getting lowered and lowered so that even if you're not eating many calories, it, it's like you, you still are going to put on weight because of this, this set point lowering. I would argue, and I think there's a lot of merit and definitely, unfortunately, many, many um, successful weight loss stories can rebound um, Mm -hmm. and put the weight back. I believe it has to do with more of identity, uh, that identity person, the the identity of that person hasn't fully changed to be that healthy and fit. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, and I'll even, even though I'm in love with the fitness industry, what it does for people, um, and certainly here at Fit Body Bootcamp, we have a huge mission to inspire fitness and change lives and way more than a motto. This is our, our life's work. Uh, but sometimes the fitness industry can kind of talk about short-term you know, tips and tricks, the six-week challenge or the eight-week challenge, which is good to bring someone in to kind of give them a launch pad for fitness. But sometimes the way human nature is wired, we just think, okay, we're going to starve ourselves for eight weeks or we need to get in beach shape for our summer vacation or you know, my daughter's getting married, so I got to get really in shape <laughs> for that. But then uh-huh. once you cross that threshold, the person's identity has not formally changed mm-hmm. and therefore they revert back to the mean. Um, so I think there's a lot of be- you know, truth to that as well. And that's why, you know, it's not easy. And let, let's, let's talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. Fitness is simple, but it's not easy. So let's right. have some empathy for it, but it's something to worth uh, fighting for. And it's a conversation worth having. 
Mm-hmm. Do you um, do you address the emotional component? Oh goodness, absolutely! In fact, I would say at our locations, yes, we you know provide fitness coaching, human movement coaching, nutrition coaching. But I would even say um, some of our most successful coaches and owners in our brand are really focused on the mindset coaching. And interestingly enough, we have the the studio look and design. Uh, we have gray uh, mats; they're carpet vinyl foam, so they're easy on the knees and joints um, mm-hmm. because most of our clients are in their thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties. Okay. Um, so we want to make sure that like you know the the training environment is really you know comfortable and easy, you know, in the body long-term. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the running joke we have at uh, locations is that we oftentimes perform gray mat therapy, meaning, you know, therapy, <laughs> it's a therapy session, not necessarily traditionally you're sitting in a couch mm-hmm. talking to your therapist, but you're talking to your coach because that mental aspect is just so, so huge um, to be able to provide someone that mental accountability, that mental coaching to help them change their identity, which is the long-term fix that we're looking for. Right now. So that sounds like it's pretty personal personalized. Absolutely. Well, we like to say our bootcamp motto, it's personal training in a group setting. So it really is the the foundation, the bedrock, what we found it's coaching. It's that accountability. It's that connection. And first and foremost, uh, what we teach our franchise partners, what we teach our owners and our coaches is that yes, we are in the fitness industry. Yes. We're in the coaching industry. Yes. We're in the nutrition industry, but those are secondary industries that we're in. First and foremost, we are in the people industry and the people business and to never lose sight of that human connection, because that's the value in the coaching and the result that we can provide. It's that interpersonal communication relationship. Mm -hmm. And I would think that that's an extremely important factor in keeping people uh, coming back and, and, you know, really not, not failing, not quitting. Absolutely. And then one thing actually you said earlier in the conversation was, you know, if you can get an, uh, can it get an accountability coach, that's extremely helpful. But even if it's an accountability buddy, and I love that about our program because our program, again, it's group uh, personal training in a group setting. It's not an mm-hmm. open big box gym where you can just show up anytime. You have to okay. go make an appointment, typically have a few sessions in the morning, a few sessions in the evening. So you have two coaches, one's on the mic providing the energy. We also have a floor coach is basically providing form correction. So we have the coaching covered there. But to your point earlier, you also have a group of clients and human nature, we, we tend to be very habitual. So a lot of the times, mm-hmm. if you go to the 5.15 a.m. session, a lot of your buddies, you'll you know learn and make friends that also go to that 5.15 session because it's part of the routine. So to your point earlier, not only do you have a coaching accountability, but you also have the group accountability. And let's face it, just to reiterate this point, because it's so true, mm-hmm. many times human nature, we will disappoint ourselves, but we have a very hard time disappointing others. And if you can create a structure and tap into a program like Fit Body Bootcamp that really built in that personal accountability, both from the coach and your peer, that's really the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So why don't you take us through like a typical program? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, I guess, uh, two kind of trial programs, if you will. One's called the 12 week ultimate transformation program. Okay. And that provides, you know, the unlimited access to group training in addition to nutrition coaching, because nutrition coaching is really vast majority of your body composition change. People want to lose weight. They want to get toned. They want to put lean muscle. They want to burn fat. Mm-hmm. Most of that is actually going to come from the nutrition piece. And that's why we structured the ultimate transformation uh, program, a 12 week program of nutrition coaching. 
Okay. We also have another program called the 28 day jumpstart, and that does not include the nutrition coaching. That's really just access to workouts, but in either case, uh, you have access to our coaching and facilities and, uh, what it, uh, depending when you reach out to our, you know, uh, location, depending on what program you're most, most interested and, or the type of program that particular location is running at that time for, for, you know, that special offer, um, mm-hmm. we bring you in, uh, we typically have an onboarding day. Uh, so either an in-person orientation or via zoom. Make sure you feel welcome. We always say that the heaviest, the heaviest, the heaviest weight that that new client is ever going to lift is that door on the very first session. Because once (laughs) once you get through that door, you're going to find a comforting and welcoming face from our head coach uh, to our team of coaches. Um, It's definitely a very warm, uplifting welcoming vibe. Uh, we want to make sure that you're supported and you're loved. The beautiful thing is we offer 30 minute sessions of high intensity interval training. So we like to say we give twice the result, twice the workout and half the time. And let's face it, Janine, 30 minutes is only 2% of your day. So we, all we ask for three times a week, at least that we get our clients give us 2% of their day. And if they do that consistently, which is a buzzword you talked about earlier in this conversation, if they do that consistently over time, that's where the magic happens. So mm-hmm. really kind of from a high level perspective, from a programming perspective, and also from an experience perspective, that's what it looks like. And to put a bow on the sessions, I mean, they're high energy, they're fun. We have some you know, coach on the mic, as mentioned. Uh, so we're cheering you on. We're using your name. We're giving you high fives. We're giving you hugs. We're also correcting your form by the form coach uh, and just really, you know, uh, having a lot of good energy and good vibes and high fives. And then we bring it at the very end for a group cheer. We do family on three because that's what the community we're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically speaking, you know, our se- while our sessions are 30 minutes, you're in and out in 45 minutes, which is important because most of our clients, you know, they're busy moms and dads who have work and kids in school. Um, so that way, uh, for a very small time commitment in the grand scheme of things, you can tap into coaching a community and just get a really, really positive experience and result over time. Wow. So 30 minutes. So is there any stretching? I I know like I need lots of stretching Um, just in general. Sometimes I wake up during the night and I I know the only way I'm going to get back to sleep is get up and do some stretching. Even though I don't want to get up, I, you know, but, but if I stretch, then I can get back to sleep. So, so is there any, I mean, it sounds like it's high intensity. Is there any stretching involved too? There is, and that's so important. And typically what we do is a three, three minute dynamics, uh, warm up stretch at the very beginning of session. And then when a session completes, we also have a three minute, um, static cool down stretch, which is really, really mission critical. Our studio also opens 15 minutes before session. So you're going to get that guided stretch in the beginning, but for clients that need a little bit more, um, they, they can come in before or after and stay. Nice. And then to your point as well. And I think you, Janine, you mentioned not to, not to highlight this, but you mentioned you're in their seventies. We also have a mm-hmm. program called fit body forever. And of course, as time goes on, muscles atrophy and stretching becomes more important. So our fit, uh, fit body forever program, which is a special add-on program to some of our locations who are participating locations in that program mm-hmm. is designed for men and women, um, mature adults that are 55 years and older. And that those sessions are 30, or excuse me, are 45 minutes in length, but it's mm-hmm. really a, it's really a 30 minute session with 15 minutes of stretching. Cause we want to nice. be able to provide that extra stretching support for all the reasons that you just listed. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sounds good. Now, did, were your, um, uh, what do you call the, your gyms? Do you call them gyms or do you call them stores or do you we call them studios or locations? Studios. Okay. Yep. Good. So were your studios able to stay open during these last two and a half years? Oh, Janine, goodness. That is the mm. million dollar question. So the answer is, it just depends. And um, this is why it's so interesting when you take a step back and look at the data in terms of the restrictions and lockdowns and find that it's really it was unfounded, which is certainly very frustrating because 
in states like New York and California and Canada, mm. unfortunately, the restrictions were, you know, so much criminal. stronger. Yeah, criminal, <laughs> criminal. And they affected a lot of people, both from a physical perspective, and a health perspective, also from a financial perspective. So mm-hmm. as you would imagine, in places like those, uh, the restrictions, the lockdowns, the shutdowns, the closures, Michigan, New Jersey, were also you know, a couple other states listed there were much more longer and severe than states, more free states like Texas and Florida and Tennessee. So really, I never in a million years, Janine, would I ever thought that I would be be introduced at a very granular level to governors and presidents and <laughs> Providence, um, you know, governing officials, if you will. But it really just depend on the state and the Providence and the location, depending on the restrictions, which is a wild ride for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in fact, I just listened to, speaking of Florida, a uh, an interview with um, uh, Dr. Joseph, Fle- I can pronouncing his last name. He's the Surgeon General of Florida. Okay. Wow. It was just, it was such a good interview. He was just talking about uh, everything that's been going on and, and, you know, masking children. And he also got very personal in it about some of his challenges and, and difficulties and that he's overcome in his life. It was really, I, I, I just, I listened to him and I thought, wow, this guy should be the national attorney general. <laughs> just look at I, that. I really, Go ahead. Sorry to interject. They're doing a lot of good things in Florida, for sure, in terms of the way they govern the state. And also, I didn't have the visibility to that medical, um, I guess, directive, but that's that's absolutely incredible. And I guess to put a bow on it, because the initial question, do we shut down? We, we did. Uh, but the silver lining is uh, we adapt and overcame. In fact, within 24 hours, brand wide, we changed our program modalities to virtual training. And this is in mid-March of 2020 when the first pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So within a very short period of time, we started streaming live. We had one of our most successful franchise partners in uh, South Dakota, which was very minimally impacted. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. there's a strong governor there, but they started running live virtual uh, uh, sessions and also pre-recorded sessions for our whole brand. In addition to the fact that we taught our franchise partners, our owners and coaches how to stream live. So it wasn't perfect. It was messy and it wasn't ideal. Deal, but we got the job done. And really at the end of the day, our goal isn't necessarily uh, the actual modality of, of a certain push-up or sit-up or a studio or location. Our goal is to change our clients' lives for the better, both from right. a fitness mindset perspective. So we did what we could with, with, with what we had. And mm-hmm. fortunately for us, even though it was it was rocky for sure, um, we were able to come out clean the other side. And uh, now we're you know building at a very strong rate. And, and even though I hate to say it, because I'm so frustrated with many of how the things were handled, um, mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that um, I and our organization is better off for it. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you got creative and, you know, figured out pretty early on what you needed to do to help your clients. Yep, you got to stay and, in business. That's it. Because a lot of people ended up going out of business. Unfortunately, that is unfortunately the case. And there was, you know, a few major, major in my industry, the fitness industry, uh, there was some major uh, players that filed for bankruptcy or no longer. And, and of course, what's even worse, though, is a lot of mom and pop shops throughout the the country, not even the fitness industry and the restaurant industry, um, and just a variety of industries that, to your point, unfortunately, didn't make it because of the draconian restrictions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, before we end, you, I, I was sent some interview topics and I just, I thought this one was interesting. Maybe you'd like to address it a little bit, creating freedom through fitness. What, what do you mean by that, Bryce? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think Janine, really what that to me that means is yes, you know, having 
confidence and having a good physique and having physical health is important. That's like the first line of defense in terms of health, having living a healthy and fit lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But really for me, if you unpack that, what fitness does is it provides freedom. You have freedom to think, to move the freedom of confidence, the freedom of energy and vibrancy. Um, it just, you know, uh, you, you, it creates so much freedom and opportunity in someone's life. And if I look at it, it sounds interesting, you know, when I first moved to Los Angeles and I had that two year stint where I wasn't fit and mm -hmm. a lot longer beforehand, but really when it became shown to me, interestingly enough, I looked at it as like, man, I just lived, I felt like I was in a prison. I felt like I couldn't be my true self. I feel like I was restricted. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the, one of the, the most powerful things from a fitness perspective is not only when you can help someone change their physique, but ultimately increase their confidence, their energy, their enthusiasm, and their freedom to really add value to the world. So from my lens, that's probably the biggest value that fitness has given me way more than just an aesthetic look. It's that freedom, that confidence, that energy, that enthusiasm to be and to express myself and, and who I really am. And that's really why I'm so passionate. That's why Fit Body Bootcamp or organization is so passionate uh, to be able to provide that to you know our world community. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's, the, that's great because that's, to me, that's kind of another aspect of the whole freedom movement right now, right? People, uh, you know, being able to to express themselves verbally, not being canceled, not being uh, shadow banned, or you know, whatever happens to which is wild, which is wild, what's going on? So outrageous! It's just wow. I know, and this is another way to create. It feels like to me, it's it's a way to create a freedom of. It's almost like of of being. It's almost like a freedom that how do I want to say it? That allows your soul to really come through and express itself. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. Absolutely. The good news and in, to that freedom mantra and freedom is a core value of mine. So Jeanine, I know we're had a, we've had a beautiful conversation and also, you know, had the opportunity to chat with you off offline and can definitely understand where kindred spirits. The good news is, I mean, people are speaking up and even Hollywood, which is, you know, so that mm. shadow ban and that restriction, mm -hmm. there's, there's some big time players actually, you know, coming to the table. So I'm hoping conversations okay. like this, um, you know, will continue to change the conversation and we'll, we'll progress and we'll learn, uh, from, you know, a lot of the, the challenges of the last couple of years, time will tell, but, you know, certainly I'm with you and we're aligned and we're wanting to make the world a better place. Awesome. So Bryce, how can people connect with you? Well, the best place would be at uh, our Fit Body Bootcamp website, which is fitbodybootcamp.com. So fitbodybootcamp.com. If you're, you know, looking for um, a community or need to get in shape and lose weight, uh, that's the best way. Or if you're interested to run a business and really, you know, are passionate about fitness, um, either way you can find us there. And I would love to continue to serve you and your audience also on a personal note. So you can reach me at all my, or all the social media handles from Facebook to Instagram, to LinkedIn, to YouTube at Real. Bryce Henson, not to be confused with fake Bryce Henson. So that's where you can find me, Janine. <laughs> okay, great. And one other thing, if if someone is inspired by this, but they don't have a, a studio near them, can they do this online? Or they can. They still have to opt in to one of the lo local, local locations. Okay. Um, actually, if you just go to fitbodybootcamp.com, the main site, um, opt in, and then our team will be able to provide some virtual training options as well. So okay, that, awesome. that was definitely a silver lining that was brought to us uh, by COVID that wasn't there earlier, but uh, mm -hmm. definitely want to offer that out, out as well. Okay, awesome. That's great because some of us live out, <laughs> out in the boonies. <laughs> That's right. 
Great. Okay, cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun and very enlightening and educational. Thank you, Bryce. Oh, pleasure is mine. I appreciate you. And uh, thanks so much for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you one and all for listening. And thank you, Bryce Henson, for inspiring us all to be more fit. The podcast website is realjanine.com, where you can listen to and download episodes. And remember, you can also listen to slideshow videos on BitChute and Rumble. Do you know someone who would find my conversation with Bryce Henson inspiring? I'll bet you do. Please share the love. Until next time, take care and be well.